we were all surprised together is what I'm trying to get at. <laughs> you got to stop getting high at karate class, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what happened, dude. It's that goddamn mango, man. I'm telling you. They call me Dr. Jones, known as the Night Tripper. Got my satchel of grease in my hand. Dig me tripping up and back down to buy you. I'm the last of the best. They call me the Greedy Man. What's up? Got many clients. What's up, what's up, you motherfuckers? Come from miles around. Hello. Running down my prescription. It's been a while. <laughs> Welcome to the Poe Boys Podcast. I'm your host, Jody B, that motherfucker. And uh, I'm running a little behind. So, it's kind of fucked, though. I think only two people said something. You motherfuckers, you weren't even worried. That breaks my heart. Breaks my heart. <laughs> anyway, no, guys, I've been busy and uh, had to get some other shit done because I'm on vacation this week. It's my birthday. Yay! I'm older. A little more gray hair on my head and in the bush. Ah. Uh, run a little behind I had to edit down this episode there was a lot of uh, breaks and pauses with Skype you know how it is so it took me a minute but I tried to do the best I can and uh, I hope you enjoy it uh, if you've listened to the show before I've had a few return guests but this one in particular is very special to me uh, I was supposed to be the original co-host of the show so it's funny every time he comes on I just imagine this would have been kind of what it was from the start so if you like it, great if you hate it, well, you probably would have hated the show (laughs) but uh, my guest this evening is my best friend Papa Wright now I've known this dude for 20 plus years so we've got stories but the last year or so he's been going through a divorce and dealing with being a single dad I guess kind of and you know kind of grown apart so this was just fun to catch up and we talk about all kinds of shit so you motherfuckers sit back and enjoy the comedic stylings brother reverend doctor dad papa right here now Friends theme song. 
a little bit with that, some who, with yeah. some who mixed in it. <laughs> I feel like he's directly going for Robert Plant, though. Like, there's. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. I'm not mad at it. I enjoy it. Yeah. That's Robert Plant. <laughs> Here it comes. So is that what's going to happen now? I like I get that music recycles. Like even now, I made the point about Greta Van Fleet, and I said, "Well, they're they're just doing Led Zeppelin." I, th- I said, "I think somebody owes Robert Plant some money." If I'm being honest, <laughs> and, and my buddy Mike, he goes, "Well, yeah, but if that's the case, then there's I don't know three thousand bands from the '90s that owe Scott Stapp some money." And also Eddie Vedder. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. So, I mean, like, is that the deal now? We're just, we're going to start doing I'm talking things. to you, Seven Mary Three. <laughs> hey, fuck you. Seven Mary Three <laughs> was better. I like Seven Mary Three. You can kiss my dick. <laughs> no, nah, I'm good. I'm good with some Seven Mary Three, man. You know, they're not Snatchbox 20, so. Oh, I listened to that yesterday <laughs> i knew you were gonna fucking talk some shit too if i brought it up so i wasn't even gonna talk about it. snatchbox 20 fuck you rob thomas i don't know about his politics i don't know why people hate him so much i happen to enjoy the motherfucker's voice i mean i think he kicked chad kroger's ass in a fist fight even now oh yeah oh yeah definitely why wow, what you know about chad kroger what's he been doing well, i'm just saying <laughs> Rob Thomas was popular. You look like Carrot Top now? 1990. All swollen shit. Danny Bonaducci attitude. I just, there's like a 10, 15 year difference in their, their, uh, <laughs> their careers. So that's, I'm saying Rob Thomas is probably 50 if Chad Kroger's 40 something, you know, like, I don't know. Chad Kroger might, and he's probably gotten fucked with a lot. So I wouldn't be surprised if Chad Kroger knows <laughs> fucking Brazilian jiu-jitsu and, and rear naked chokes and shit. You know how many mm-hmm. people probably throw shit at him if he ever walks down the street? <laughs> Put yourself in Chad's fucking shoes for a day. So, hey, man, side note, Larry got his white belt in jiu-jitsu. Oh, no shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How's, Thursday. Uh, how's that going? Man, it's going pretty good. Like last two or three months, uh, Cortez has been riding his ass pretty good, telling him, you know, you don't just get a belt through this. Like this is real deal. Like so, you have to earn it. And he actually pushed his graduation back a couple months just to make sure this nigga knew what he was doing because he tends to slack off or, you know, get in the daze and not really stay focused on what he's doing. And so, yeah. Uh, after he lit that fire under his ass, man, he started turning it up and. Cortez, like when you when you level up with him, he doesn't make you spar somebody equal to you. He makes you spar him. So even little kids, when they got a belt up, they have to spar him, and he doesn't take it light. So not only does he have like a three foot height advantage, you know, but he's like a six degree black belt. So it's like 
you gonna have to put your damn work in if you're gonna earn it. So he did, man. He did the damn thing. He got he got fucking choked out, but not the point. He still did the damn thing. He defended for a little while. Okay, it was okay, pretty good. Okay, time out, time out, time. Out. Let's pull the car over. Yeah. So as a father uh, of two young boys who are now mm-hmm. you know finding themselves in the the martial arts realm. Uh, where where do you stand with it as a because you know a lot of people are kind of like well it's aggression and all this other shit some people say it's about respect and shit like do you think it's something that even now I know that they're kind of they've been in it for a little while so you've kind of mm-hmm. seen how it's adjusted their behavior and their attitudes mm-hmm. what do you think is the future progression like do you think you're going to stick with it for a while and or until somebody gets kicked because here's the deal I don't know what it would feel like to watch my own kid get choked unconscious <laughs> and I'm sure that's going to happen sooner or later so like you know what I'm more your... scared right now because the boys are both so limber mm-hmm. they're the most limber students in their class uh, and well the most limber people period in, in the ATA that we go to so um, when Lyric takes jiu-jitsu you know, and he has to spar bigger people, grown folks, if you will. He'll, they'll put them in all these different holes, you know, uh, arm bars in particular, because they work on those a lot. Yeah. And you can almost hyperextend Lyric's arm before he even starts feeling that you're pulling on it. And so they'll be like, are you not going to tap? And he's, no, no. So I'm more afraid of somebody snapping an arm or a leg, maybe an ankle. Than I am of something really bad happening. Now, as far as Taekwondo is concerned, I've seen Scott get rocked a few times. Um, What's he, 12, 13? <laughs> what, Scott? Yeah, not even. Uh, Scott's only, he's 11. Okay, yeah. That's so, a, yeah. 12, maybe? I've watched him get rocked a couple times. Now, Ian, the school's uh, prodigy, here recently, he's only 13, and he just turned 13. He competed in a tournament. Uh, I don't remember where it was at. But it might have been in Texas. Either way. Um, so he's sparring this one kid. And uh, he kind of fights like Bruce Lee. He keeps his hands down. Yeah. Like to his sides. And he switches his stance a lot. And so he's fucking advancing, getting closer to his opponent. And that dude took two steps back and kicked him in his fucking carotid artery. Oh. <laughs> and this nigga, this nigga fell to the ground and went to sleep. So... They woke him up and went to Jean, which is like his mama and is our homeroom mom. Like she you know, she's the go-to by Taekwondo. All of her family does it, and all of them are black belts. Even the, the youngest little motherfucker, he's ten. And so they go and they, they they massage him up a little bit, get him back on his feet, and he walks over to his mom and he's like, "Hey, um, I don't think I should keep going." And she was like. Can you see me? She was like, yeah. And he said, she said, turn around. So he turns around. She goes, can you see him? And he was like, yeah. She was like, get your ass back in there. And he went back in there. Then he won the fucking match. Same day, he's combat sparring. He goes up against another guy who also hits him in his neck and knocks him the fuck out. I'm talking about with a padded combat stick. So I'll think about things like that and kind of like, oh, man, how am I going to react when that happens? I don't think I have anything to worry about with Scott until he reaches the level of black belt because he's a damn good kicker. Yeah. Um, he's had some people that were better than him, and the only reason he had an advantage was his speed and his flexibility. So I think he'll make it with little kids his size right now. But once he gets up a couple more classes, yeah, 
I think he'll get served, and I don't know how I'm going to handle that when that happens. And as far as Lyric's concerned, Lyric, he only spars. He doesn't compete in anything else, um, and he's a jabber. So he's pretty good at blocking. His kicks aren't that great. They're getting better. But uh, I've never seen somebody so far in the past year, uh, his size, that is able to get in that close and get a he's he's a giant target and somehow most of the points that he's ever accumulated have been through strikes like punches hmm. see i was wondering i haven't seen your kids in a while dude like i don't know i'm not saying that he was even pudgy but i know that he had already slimmed up a little the last time i saw him it seemed like, like well he, got a little taller, he still you know? feels out that way um right now he's taller than scott See that's and, fucking uh, nuts to he's me. Very broad, <laughs> yeah. but he'll he'll get he'll fill out like right now he's got him a little gut, and uh, I'd say probably in the next four months that's been like the, the progression is like every four months he like grows straight up and then he fills out kind of like a damn bush or a tree you yeah. know. Well, you see so, it in his neck. That's what I see. Is that it seems every time I can tell it's right. just he's got carrying a little bit more chubby cheek kind of neck region, and the next time I see him he looks like a fucking turtle like. All skinny neck. Well, his neck has the same damn um, diameter as his damn head. So (laughs) (laughs) it's just like. Motherfucker's got a neck head. (laughs) (laughs) No, I've wondered that, dude, because, you know, I've, I've heard people talk about CTE now and shit like that. And part of me goes, okay, football, I think, kind of toughened me up a little bit. Let's face it, I wasn't great at it, but I did all the the prep work. Right. You know what I'm saying? I didn't get to play the game, but I was at every practice. I never quit. I just played football. And so, to me now, I wonder, I'm cool with some sports, but it's like, what is the best one that's not going to break your kid so that you don't risk them getting all fucked up? Because I'm not going to be I a highly trophy. recommend. Soccer, maybe? Well, okay. <laughs> I coach soccer, you know, for a little bit. Yeah. Um, soccer's not bad. Soccer's not bad, and it's it's really hard to get her unless he's gonna go play soccer in Brazil. Yeah. I think he'd be fine. We want to keep him in shape. You know, they stab motherfuckers at soccer matches, so it's one of those but, things uh, with with soccer. I feel like it's it's popular enough that you won't get made fun of for doing it. <laughs> you know, baseball's too much. Like baseball season is long. Well, not only that, but like. Baseball, like you have to be a certain type of person to play baseball. I used to love baseball, but uh, realistically, to play the sport, you have to be okay with all of those motherfuckers on your team. Yeah. And the competition is just too damn thick. Whereas it was like soccer, man, most people that go pursue something with soccer, they get in somewhere. You know, um, it's, it's just popular enough to keep people's attention, but not so popular that people are like climbing over each other to get a chance to get in the game. Yeah, so like hockey, right? So uh, yeah, that would be okay. But in terms of, I think so far, you know, I've coached soccer. Um, I've personally uh, been on softball leagues. Uh, you know, I've, we've played some sports. You know, so out of all the things, and I've got several athletes in my family. Of all the sports, of all the shit out there, I do highly endorse taekwondo. And I also, you know, when I first birth. Put the boys in the uh, uh, in taekwondo. Um, I kind of thought it was a bitch sport because there's not, but like <clears throat> one guy I know of, and I can't think of his name to save my fucking life. If 
fights in the UFC. He's badass. Like he's by now he's like in his early twenties. He might be twenty one, twenty two years old. And that's all he does is is karate. Yeah, it's Stephen Thompson. Boom, that's his name. Mm-hmm. That nigga's ferocious. Steven. I mean, considering the level of competition he has to go up against, and that's that's the only tool he brings to the damn table. Yeah. Steven Wonderboy Thompson, I believe he's been doing Taekwondo since he was like Great is it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's twenty 28 i think 20 maybe not even that's not important whatever he's a kid he's a baby mm-hmm. and uh, still a baby now i will say this so uh, i don't yeah. think he's fared very well the last couple fights he's been in but he's kind of had well there's only pretty- so far you can get with that but what i'm saying is when that boy came into the game he was fucking serving people yeah and he didn't have a he didn't have a ground game to save his fucking life he was doing that shit on his feet so i mean it takes a lot to go up against grapplers and shit that that know everything about what the fuck you finna throw and you're still able to do it and, and hold them back that's impressive uh to even get to that level even if he had lost his first three fucking matches and everybody booed him and shit like the brooklyn brawler kind of shit you know <laughs> it's still fucking it's 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 impressive to me so um and then come to find out there are other ata alumni that have actually gone into the ufc and shit okay but they also know other things well, I think Leota Machida, Leota Machida, I believe, is Taekwondo or karate influence. Mm-hmm. He had a weird, mm-hmm. like an odd side stance thing, you know. Right. So, see, we're the only we're the only um, ATA that offers Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, to my knowledge, to our master's knowledge, yeah. in the United States. Now, you go to Brazil and you go to them ATAs. Yeah, it's like you have to know Jiu-Jitsu. Like they they're going to teach it to you. But as far as you know. The American circuit, there's there's only one ATA that has a Brazilian jiu-jitsu instructor, and it's ours. And so the boys are going to get that cross-training without having to go to a separate place, which is great because yeah. I don't have to pay for it. <laughs> it's uh, because they're in the leadership program. They get, the, they get the jiu-jitsu for free. And Scott, he's taken maybe six classes in the past year. Uh, just, you know, every once in a while he'd get bored, he'd be sitting up there, and Lyric could be taking class. He'll go out there and choke him and shit. He joined officially like a week ago so now they're both gonna you know know jiu-jitsu as well as taekwondo so that's awesome now you asked the question earlier is it beneficial to them in terms of uh uh discipline and eh, yeah like okay i don't mean like in their day-to-day i mean like do you think they're going to be capable even at this point of not whipping somebody's ass in another two years when they're actually pretty good at i mean dude you better be watching them fucking moves because you might have to learn a rear naked choke your goddamn self one of these days you know (laughs) well it's springtime i gotta start walking again and i cut down my weight you know this time of year that's fine little motherfuckers Uh, are gonna heel hook your big ass and you're gonna be like ah shit got like an extra carrying that winter weight so i got that extra 20 pounds these boys like lyric man the problem is is lyric's been taking jujitsu for like uh, six months Mm mm-hmm all right, and Scott's only had six classes, and Lyric's been taking the shit two to three times a week for six months. Plus, their Taekwondo instructor is their Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu instructor. So, when he teaches self-defense techniques in Taekwondo, it's all groundwork. Yeah, I mean, very rarely is it disarming somebody. You know, in Taekwondo, they teach you how to disarm somebody trying to pull a gun on you, shit like that. Man, he'll spend like five minutes telling you about that, and like twenty minutes telling you what to do once you get the nigga on the damn ground. 
So like, like slide so, chokes and shit from the right, from the right. bottom if you're getting so, yeah yeah yeah. So the problem is is lyric has had six months of fucking jujitsu, and Scott just goes in there and dicks around with his brother. Scott's good at taekwondo, and when they first started, of course, Scott was always picking on lyric and shit. And you know they've been in it a year, so the first six months Scott's tagging lyric and shit all the time, like holding his his leg out and putting his foot in his face and just holding it there. And then the second Lyric tries to move, he'll, like, lunge towards him and kick him and shit. It's like, dude, you got to stop that because Lyric's going to fucking, he's learning Taekwondo with you. But see, Lyric's not that good at Taekwondo, but he's pretty good at Jiu-Jitsu. Oh, shit. So, Battle of the century. Ding, it's ding, It's been ding. happening in my house. <laughs> like, little little disagreements, man, turn it into the worst fucking uh, outcomes, man. So, God damn it. <laughs> You're going to have to carry theme music around in your house just in case because these little motherfuckers are going to cross kick and choke the shit out of me. I need to put a camera. I need to put a camera in here. So one day I put, I told them to go, and this is a small ass condo, dude, and we're on the second floor. So I tell him and, and Scott, go clean the bathroom. Well, who's going to clean the bathtub? Because they like cleaning the bathtub for some reason. But I'm like, because they don't like cleaning the toilet. I don't know why. Anyway, so. I was like, well, it doesn't matter. Just get it done. You know, y'all can both work on it. So he's like, okay. So they argue in the bathroom over who's going to get the fucking tub. And I hear this big thud and I'm on the phone at the moment. So I'm like, man, they'll work it out, whatever the fuck it is. And then Scott comes out here, man. He's got a face print on his or a handprint on his face. And he's got a damn, uh, his whole neck is red. He's got like, like raspberries, some shit all over his motherfucking chest. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck happened to you? And he said that Lyric fucking threw his ass on the ground, pressed his face up against the bathtub, and put him in a goddamn armbar. Our bathroom, dude, like if you laid in it, your head would touch the fucking bathtub, and your feet would touch the door. (laughs) That's how small the fucking bathroom is. I'm like, uh, how the fuck? So that explained all the damn, you know, marks all over his body and shit. Okay, so just a few weeks ago, my girlfriend was staying over here. We're in the damn living room, and Scott gets all—he's tired, so he gets all amped up, trying to fight to sleep. Shit, starts fucking with me. I'm like, "Hey, man, stop!" He's putting his hands in my face and shit. He's fucking throwing sidekicks on me and shit. I'm like, "Dude, you have a delirious little ninja in your fucking living room." (laughs) Right. So. Every once in a while, I reach and grab him, and I hold him in a bear hug, and I'm like, dude, stop. And we play the I'm going to let you go if you quit game. Right. And then I let him go. He'll keep going. Well, Lyric don't like that shit. He doesn't like aggression. Now, he can get aggressive, especially at Taekwondo, but he doesn't like to hurt people. And he doesn't like to see people get fucked with physically, especially since Scott's been bullying his ass right. all this damn time. All right, now. Lyric comes up and gets behind him, and he puts his arms around Scott. And I'm like, hey, stop, Lyric. Let him go. And he's like, no, I want him to stop hitting you. Stop hitting Dad. And Scott's like, stay out of it. So he pushes him back, and Lyric comes and grabs him again. I'm like, Lyric, dude, I'm going to beat both of y'all's ass. You need to stop. Both of you need to stop it right now. And Scott went and sat down and waited till Lyric got comfortable. And he jumped up and rushed me again. And I'm sitting in a chair the whole damn time. Right. Fucking... He comes up to rush me, and Lyric comes and grabs him, puts him in a head. It was some UFC shit, dude. Puts him in a headlock, side headlock. Lyric or Scott tries to twirl around, and Lyric gra- reaches down, grabs his fucking pant leg. Okay, yeah. this is straight up, 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. jiu-jitsu shit, man. That's some gi, that's some gi jiu-jitsu. He grabbed yes. for the pants. <laughs> he he grabbed uh, Scott's fucking pant leg by his feet. And he's barefoot, but he he grabbed it at the cuff, you know. Grabbed that and then grabbed the fucking uh, some of that shoulder fucking shirt. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I'm talking about flipped him. Didn't have to bend down. It was just, it was like Scott didn't weigh shit and he doesn't, but it was weird. Did he hip toss him like over the back or like just kind of picked him up and dropped him? No, like in front of him, holding Scott in front of him, flips him up. His feet are spinning in the damn air and throws this dude on his fucking head. Oh, damn. Dude didn't even hardly bend over. Gave him the Daniel Cormier special, huh? Yes, it was straight. That's what I was going to compare it to. It was mm. some straight up Daniel Cormier shit. And so, and I'm sitting there. Scott's fucking head hit right by my foot. Hits the foot, and there's no carpet here, <laughs> so it's tile and concrete. So uh, this nigga hit that shit. The side of his face hit it, and the, you know his head and shit, and his neck was all bent because he went head first, so or our cheek first rather. <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, he just kind of lays there and starts crying, you know. And I'm like, dude, I fucking told you. You should have started counting so, shit. <laughs> One, <laughs> two. <laughs> no, I was fucking worried, dude. Like, I wouldn't let the guy go to sleep for a few hours. I was like, man, it's some bullshit. That's so fucking nuts, dude. Yeah. Now, in terms of discipline, now, Scott is in Legacy. So, he's in an instructor program. Um, he wants to run an ATA one day. He may change his mind, but for right now, that's what he does. And, and so, um, it's a separate program and it's advanced training. So essentially what Scott is like right now, he's a purple belt. He's a purple belt that knows black belt shit, but he's not ranked up to black belt yet because an instructor has to know everything any fucking way. Right. So Cortez has kind of started teaching him backwards. Um, instead of starting him out like this is what you teach white belts, he teaches him what he should be teaching like little tigers because he runs those classes. Scott does some of them early on in his training. Said I'm gonna focus with you on um, tiger training. With the rest, we're just gonna work from black belt down. Right. So in terms of like juniors, which is what he is, and up, he's learning everything from the top down. And so um, yeah, he's a purple belt that knows black belt forms. So this is kind of cool. Um, but I wouldn't call him a black belt yet. However, it, it, you know how tall you are. I'm more than confident <laughs> that within two years, Scott probably knock you out with a fucking head kick. I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, and, you're, and you're a burly dude. So now, now the problem is, I need you to understand. I don't just be taking head kicks all willy nilly. I'll oh nigga, I done told. I'll throw too. up a fucking like, elbow and I'll palm strike his ass like boss root. It's not even about elbows. <laughs> I've told him too many times. When the shit gets real, and there's been a few times I've had to throw shit at him or pin him on the ground. Like when the shit gets real, I'm not coming in with taekwondo. I don't know taekwondo. Yeah, I watch you do taekwondo every day. I know I trailer know park it. wrestling. I watch you do jiu-jitsu every day. I don't know it. I'm going to hit you with a fucking radio. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to look around. You're going to catch a flat screen to the face. Something's going down. <laughs> but it's not going to be what you're playing with. <laughs> That's fucking great. That's what I'm saying. Uh, you know, I don't want him to kick me in my neck meat, but if he squares up with me, I'll at least tuck my chin, goddamn it. Like, I'm not going to stand there and just take a sidekick from your boy. <laughs> right, right. As a matter of fact, you better do it quick, because if I get an opportunity, I'm liable to just kick his other foot out from under him, because that's how I roll. 
<laughs> like right in the middle of it, he goes to kick, and I'm gonna kick his other fucking ankle. <laughs> That's some of the funniest shit I ever seen in my life. Right, when a motherfucker <laughs> forgets, and he doesn't have that leg advantage. So yeah, so well, and Scott, you know, the last tournament he went to. Um, speaking of leg advantages, he had a fucking cleaned house, but he's he's. I'm guessing he's not as tall as he should be, because uh, the nigga that was it, that was in the ring with him was like a, almost a foot taller than him and had a good fucking three or four inches on the legs with him. Boy, it was it was it was nasty, and he was doing it to all the kids. And Scott's one of the taller kids in his division. I'm like, Ugh. oh, but speaking of that, <clears throat> they're both ranked yeah uh, in the top five in all categories. Uh, Scott's higher up there. Like he's ranked second in uh, sparring, and he's ranked um, second in forms. And then he has a third place in um, uh, weapons and combat. Lyrics got fourth in combat, and I want to say third in sparring. Damn. So, yeah. So I just found out that 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 means that they um, automatically qualify for district. So they might be district champs soon. Well, that'd be cool. Their goal was state champ, but to get state champ, there's only one. So you either had to tie first or you had to be first. Right. In whatever category, you know, there's like, you know, uh, aside from extreme categories, we're just talking about the basic shit that they fucking compete in. There's only four categories. So, you know, uh, uh, forms, weapons, sparring and combat sparring. And so um, you have to be first in at least one of those categories to get state champ. So technically, there's four state anywhere from four to eight state champs a year, depending on the category. Right, right, depending on the category and, and the placing. And so for the first year, it's, I, it, Scott was like, I'm a, I want to get state champ. I'm like, hey, man, don't aim that damn high. You just got to get in the game good. But, I mean, he's gotten up in the damn bracket, so that's impressive by itself. So I don't think he'll get state. The only way he gets state is if this fucking dude that uh, – the, the guy that's the top, he's the top in all four fucking categories – the point spread is ridiculous on the other three categories aside from uh, sparring. Scott's only one point away from catching him in sparring. But the other point spreads are anywhere from five to ten points. And considering, like, in a tournament, the most you can get is three to four points. Yeah. You know, it's going to – you'd have to – he'd have to stop going to tournaments and you'd have to go to two or three more than he, you know, than he has in order to – even try to close that gap so uh he's got one more shot before the end of the the taekwondo year which ends in july that's when worlds is so he's got one more shot in the spring to um get him some points and provided this other nigga from jonesboro don't do shit then he might get state champion sparring you could go give him the flu right well he seems like a point chaser because he goes to fucking everything. And there are some Taekwondo parents that do that shit. They're like, fly to, some some Taekwondo kids don't go to school. I mean, my kids are homeschooled, but these niggas got tutors that fucking fly with them everywhere, and they travel the whole goddamn planet. The whole planet? Doing ATA tournaments. The whole planet, nigga. Damn. So, 
Right. And they never see their own fucking house. I don't know how much that would cost. I know how much basic tuition and tournament fees cost. So for the motherfuckers that are jet setting and doing that shit, dude, they'd have to be dumping no shit at least mm, 40 grand a year just on fucking Taekwondo. Because for my two boys to do it, it's roughly 10 a year to just do what they're doing. Yeah. And we we only hit, mm, if we keep it at this rate this year, we'll only hit maybe seven tournaments total. And there's kids that fucking do, you know, anywhere from 30 to 60 a fucking year, man. God damn. Yeah. That's nuts when you think about it, man. I know. Some niggas will fucking fly to one state, do a tournament there, rent a fucking car, drive into the next state, do that tournament, drive back to the damn hotel, go fucking to the airport and go somewhere else. It's like, what the fuck? You're fall into an underground world. I can't dude. do it. You're gonna have your kids in these fucking these back alley parking lot with the pit bulls and fucking chain link fences, and they'll be blood sporting that shit up. Keep that's playing. funny because I told a story about this one mother up there, man. She's crazy as shit, and she's only he's her son's only been going there for like maybe five months, and he's already at the same rank as the boys. But there's okay, there's this shit they call. Well, it's a boot camp. It's a training boot camp. So for $300, you can send your kid up there, and for three hours, they'll sit and they'll crank all this shit in them, and then all of a sudden, you get the belt up. Well, the problem is, is a testing cycle is two months. So you're telling that kid that they just fucking, you know, and the average kid only goes to class maybe one or two times a week. We go every day. But, you know, so they've spent so far like 1200 bucks belting him up for no good fucking reason and what ended up happening to this particular kid was um i kept telling her like if you keep belting him up if he gets in a ring of his because it's it's separated by age yeah so he's in the 12 or yeah 12 to no it's 11 to 13 year old and he goes 13 to 15 and then it's fucking black belts this woman has again paid twelve hundred dollars to belt this kid up four different times and i told her you know, even though it's separated by age, you're going to fuck around and get him put in a ring with his age, and it's going to be too full that day. And when that happens, they separate him by rank. So I said, essentially what you're going to do is you're going to push your kid into a ring with red and black belts, and uh, he's going to get his ass kicked. Real bad. <laughs> he's going to get hurt. So he's going to get kicked in she, his fucking head. Right? So she belted his ass all the way up to green belt. Well, green belt got separated in his group, green to black. All right, well, green to red, because black belts do their own thing. So you get the black belt uh, recommended, which is red with a black uh, stripe, then that's the top you can get in, in that in that particular class. I mean, Scott's had to, had to spar people like that before. But he was also, when he had to, he also had five more months of training under his belt than this other kid I'm talking about. So this kid gets in the ring with this motherfucker. He gets kicked. I swear to God, it, she's got a video. I'm still trying to get it from her. She's embarrassed. I'm going to post it everywhere, which is exactly what I'm going to do. But <laughs> I'm talking about this is the first lick thrown in the match. The referee comes in between them. You ready? You ready? Okay. Key up. Everybody's like, ah, all right, go. And this kid took like two steps. It was so fast. It was like two steps in a leap, like Luke Kane, and kicked that nigga across the mat so hard. I don't know how long it's been since you've been on a Taekwondo mat in a in a in a competition style setting. This nigga got kicked so hard from the center of this ring, 
that when his feet hit the ground, the dude was airborne. When his feet hit the ground, he slid into the kids that are sitting outside the fucking ring and pushed the kid he hit back about three feet. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. It was the most unreal thing I've ever seen. I've never seen adults do that in real life. I mean, I've seen it in movies and on video games. I've never seen a kick like this in my life. I was so just like, holy you, shit. After the guy you threw the kick, <laughs> did he hold his foot there and then twist the right light? Didn't put it down, just held it there like an arm? Well, no, I mean, because it, it was a jump <laughs> kick. So when he landed, he just planted his legs and put his his fist down by his side. It was it was gnarly. He said, <laughs> I was like, holy shit, man. So that's what happens when you belt your kid up too damn fast. This woman is so fucking obsessed that she went and got a blanket made with photos of them. Okay, now the kid's pretty good. like, And she's a point chaser. She'll travel to different states and all this crazy shit. Um, so she's got this blanket that she made for Christmas. And she was wearing it up at the damn ATA. She had it across her lap at the ATA uh, a couple days ago. And uh, <laughs> so it's got panels on it of pictures of Kieran. This is the boy's name. So he's fucking... And a couple of them, you know, with mom taking selfies, looking cute, you know, just chilling at home, doing regular shit. There's a picture of her in a car with their big ass dog. I don't even know what breed it is. She's fucking huge, man. Um, but all of them wearing sunglasses and smiling. And I think there's one picture of him maybe about Christmas tree when he's real little. Dude, there's like 40 plus panels on this fucking blanket. Yeah. And the rest of them are the last six months of Taekwondo. When she showed it to all of us, I was kind of like, that's... Um, this kid is 12, and she is in her, well, she's 54. And if you want to know how that happened, she was artificially inseminated. Anyway. Hey, what's the dad uh, situation on this kid? Okay, so mama's been married a few times. I'll try to give you a couple times. Um, he being the second child, uh, and so this, his older sister is like 26, 27 years old, grown, grown, in comparison. Um, and if she ever had a kid, you know, 12 years ago with this guy. She's a little promiscuous, I believe. And so she ended up, she says he's a dick, but she stepped out of the, the damn marriage. Not necessarily had an affair, like left. And then they've been separated for like three years. He comes up, he's the one paying for all of it. Right. And they're still going through this damn divorce. I assume they had money at one point. He was a daddy's boy, but I watched this woman kind of con- try to condition him and shit into not liking his damn daddy because I've been I've been to places with them outside of Taekwondo and it's just like dude. But anyways, no no no. This anyway. is like, we're gonna put a pin in that because that's my next thing. I was fitting to go on another tangent, so we can keep. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Mm-hmm. So she has this blanket, and so I'm telling one of the moms um, up there, I'm like, this, this shit's just crazy. Like if I was a parent and I had a blanket made of one of my children, I said I would think the way I would put it together and it's just me I would have maybe like a couple baby pictures and then like baby first steps you know first day of kindergarten and it would be a progression it would not be two or three pictures of the kid doing regular shit and then the rest of it it's either going to be a taekwondo belt or it's going to be mixture of shit you see what I'm saying? Or a taekwondo uh, a blanket, if you will. So, do you think she's just trying to to buy love? I mean, you know, I was like, I'm trying to think how to put well, this. You think she's trying to show up the dad? And like no, 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 no. Well, some herself? of it is that. Some of it is that. But again, he's paying for it all. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other part of it is she's one of those competitive minded kind of people, right. and she's living vicariously through this kid. So there's been times where he doesn't want to do taekwondo, and he's a regular like my boys are. 
And she's just like, no, you got to, you have to, you know, like, and, and makes him do it. Goes and buys him additional classes and shit like this, you know, on the side. It just kind of wears his ass out. Yeah. But so I said, I wonder what would happen if this boy up and told his mom one day. He's only lost at one tournament since he's been, everything's competed and he's won something except for one tournament. So what if one day he turns around and tells his mom, hey, I think I don't want to do Taekwondo anymore. And... I said, I bet she'll drown his ass in the damn bathtub, wrap him up in that blanket. And so everybody had a good laugh and shit. <clears throat> well, then I said, no, nah, you want to really know how this boy's life's going to end? <laughs> and, uh, they, of course, they said, go ahead. So I said, all right. So Ken going to get up there, and he going to succeed in everything he does. He's, and Mama's going to put him at every damn tournament from, from here to as far as that fucking little kid will take it. Now, when he hits about 18... She's going to be looking in the back of a comic book or a Hot Rod magazine, and she's going to see a little advertisement for underground fucking martial arts competition. She's going to put them in it. And the boy's going to fucking just smash the shit out of the competition, man. Like, anything he competes in in this tournament, he's going to come out triumphant. Right. And when he gets done, he's going to find out that this was the, the fucking coup d'etat of motherfuckers. This is the tournament of tournaments, like blood sport. Okay, this is the month. This is better than Kumite, goddammit. So he gets home with all of his bling. He's looking in his room. It's just like a shrine. Just fucking medals and trophies and fucking posters of this kid. Um, he gets fucking a couple damn movie deals, action figure, video games. He even has a, 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 a small rap career. You know, lasts about six, seven months. He gets a couple <laughs> good one-hit wonders on the radio. Everybody gets to feel the flavor, right? <laughs> And when he's sitting there reflecting on all that shit, he's going to say to himself, you know what? I mean, I've done it all now. Like, I, I'm a fucking white Mike Tyson. I'm 18 years old. I'm a first degree black belt, but I've kicked more ass than motherfucking niggas on Kung Fu. So when he does that, he's going to say, I bet you if I tried something else, I'd be just as good. Like, I've, I've built my confidence over the years. I'm, I'm I, you know, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to grow. So I'm go tomorrow. Hey, mom, you know, I, I, I'm looking at all of my successes with Taekwondo and I'm like, if I'm this good at Taekwondo, I must be awesome at something else, too. So I'm thinking, you know, taking a little break from Taekwondo and pursuing some other things. And I said, that's the day Karen will come up missing. And I said, there'll, there'll be a damn nationwide manhunt. Um, and, you know, after a good four or five months of searching, the, the damn trail's going to go cold. And I said, but the whole time, Dawn's going to be coming up to damn Taekwondo and sitting through the classes that she would have sat through normally. Just just so she could feel a piece of her son. And so she could feel that that camaraderie. Because she don't even have family right here. So you got the, got the ATA parents and shit behind you and just, we love you and blah, blah, blah. And so that's going to go on for a few months. And she's going to be consistent. Every fucking day, you're going to see her sitting in that seat with that fucking blanket around her hip. Now, one day, she's going to stop coming. And time will pass, and we'll kind of forget about her for a little bit, you know? Not all the way. But anyway, so one day, it'll be up at Taekwondo, and Jean, the homeroom mom, she'll be like, hey, you heard from Don lately? I'm like, nah, not since last time sitting her over here, you know? Uh, you heard from her? Nah, man, maybe we should go check on her, you know? Okay, so let's go check on her. But see, now she don't live in a busted-ass apartment like she currently does, but because nigga got all the damn, the THQ endorsements, Nike, fucking his Starbucks, and you know what I'm saying? Everybody's fucking on the Karen wagon. She's getting paid. 
Plus the nigga's missing, so he's still generating revenue because people still kind of wonder, you know, putting out documentaries and shit like what really happened to Karen and shit like that, right? So she's she's living high on the hog. So we go to her colonial style mansion. Look like a goddamn plantation house. We drive up to it and shit. Got eight big ass fucking picture windows in the front. Two stores. We go and we knock on the door. We ain't never been inside. This is where she's been living since she reached that status, you know? So ain't nobody answering the door. John cracks the door open. We go inside. It's a shell, nigga. It's like, <clears throat> it's like North Korea, man. It's just a facade on the outside. It's still nice on the inside. I mean, it's fucking, the floors are done. The fucking ceiling looks nice. It was like a Sistine Chapel painting on the ceiling <clears throat> where God is fucking doing a knife edge chop to Kieran, who's doing one back. And then they touch it. He's passing on the knowledge to him and shit. So, but beneath that painting stands this giant fucking trophy with a life-size Karen doing a sidekick on it. Gold. Gold trophy. Doing a sidekick on the top of the cup. Tall-ass fucking trophy. And on the bottom of the the base of it, where the plate is, it says, World's Greatest Son. I look over at Jean, I'm like, hey, you don't get a first uh, place in, you know, World's Greatest Son in Taekwondo. Like, how did... How does that happen? She's like, I don't know. That's a, that's a big trophy, too. So I go to take a further look, you know, get get a, get up on that shit. And I'm like, man, this trophy's all wrinkly and shit. Wait, wait a minute. And I start peeling back around the cast of the planted leg. You know, he's throwing the sidekicks. I'm peeling back the, the damn foil. I'm like, Jean, this shit is chocolate. And she's like, what the fuck? That's not chocolate. I'm like, no shit. And I break off a chunk of his calf and I take a bite. I'm like, Jean. This shit is milk chocolate. She's like, no, the fuck it ain't. So I walk over to her and I turn the dry side over and I'm like, take a bite. She takes a bite. She goes, holy shit, it's milk chocolate. Well, what's it filled with? I'm like, filled? It ain't filled with shit. She goes, well, what's that on the trophy? And I look over and there's this creamy looking substance off in the distance. I run back over to the trophy. I start breaking fucking chocolate away. And there stands mummified fucking Kieran, covered in chocolate and encased in gold foil, man. The whole time. And that will be the end of you. Django. <laughs> Nigga, I told that story. <laughs> and people about pissed themselves. That uh <sighs> that's beautiful. I I had a couple <laughs> of points where I wanted to chime in and I said, I think he's going here. I think I think he's good. And I just sat back and waited. That was that was beautiful. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> and what was crazy is I didn't think of this, you know, it was all off the fucking cuff when I first told it, you know. And uh <laughs> We were all surprised together. Is what I'm trying to get at. <laughs> you got to stop getting high at karate class, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what happened, dude. It's that goddamn mango, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> oh shit! You know, it, it's funny. The reason I asked about the dad situation, and I'm sure you could speak on this too, is I think it's probably like martial arts, taekwondo, karate. What the whole shebang? I bet you there's a inert amount of uh, like soon to be divorced people in there. Like, no offense, I'm just saying. Uh, I feel like it's a thing that you get your kid into, like when they're going through some shit and you need somewhere to kind of get their mind right. You know what I mean? Right, 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 right. Like, now, oddly, that was not the case for me. We signed them up before we had the falling out that led to our separation. Yeah. But hey, congratulations! It out by perfectly. the way. <laughs> yeah, dude. Come Monday. Come Monday. It's not, it's not done yet, but yeah, come Monday. Well, 
You feel any different? Anything? It's been a crazy last couple of years, big dog. Nigga, it's man. Well, okay. So I spent the first six months begging this damn woman while she decided to date everybody, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, and like now she's with a guy that's wanting to build a house and get married and da 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 da. And she's still trying to call me every day and talk to me, which I shut that down finally. I mean, I've been trying, and she's just not listening. Yeah. And so the other day, I just kind of told her, like, look, man, for all intents and purposes, you have a fiancé. So you need to stop calling me so much. Well, we have kids together, but you don't talk about the kids. Like, you talk about that nigga. I don't want to talk about him. Right. I don't want to really be spending the time that, because, you know, of course, I have the kids all the time. I'm going to be spending the time that I have with these kids talking to you about your damn boy problems so um it's not too much to ask right so the other day we went to go file some of the last stuff you know and um we went together and so uh she had been dragging ass all week about getting it done and she'd been telling everybody that i'm the one dragging ass well she's the one that filed all this shit she has to go take care of her end of it uh anything i have to do i do it so um the other day when we went to the courthouse, I was in a fucked up mood, and she called me and she was like, um, "You ready to go?" I'm like, "Yeah." She says, "Well, you you sound like you're not in a good mood." And I'm like, "I've got shit to do today. Like, I'm ready to get this shit over with." And so she's like, "You know how that makes me feel?" I said, "Look, we could have talked about that shit like a year ago <laughs> when you was out getting your groove back, but no, dude. Like, we're on the edge of a fucking divorce. Like, yeah. not like." Almost finna get a divorce on the edge. Like we're lit. Like the divorce is underneath our feet. Like it's right there. All we gotta do is just jump down. Like it's it. So it's the last step. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So Monday she goes to court, and then it'll be done. Well, you know, um, I'm glad, happy for you. Um, it's kind of yeah, weird to sit there. It's like you know when you go to a job interview and they're like, "Where do you see yourself in five years?" Like I wonder if I would have asked you five years ago, like, "Hey, you know, that'd have been." We were. I'd have told of- you right here, not necessarily right where I'm at the second, but yeah, in the situation. Yeah, because five years ago it was. I mean, it was just as bad. So uh, we were really taking that marriage day to day. Yeah. Well, I appreciate your effort, you know, trying to at least do it right. And I'm sure she made some effort, too. But it's just at a certain point, I guess you got to realize it is what it is. It's been a really strange last couple of years with our relationship, big dog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's cool. Yeah. You know, life life happens and just try to stay in touch. I've been kind of keeping my head down and just moving with the baby. He's, mm-hmm. he's two. He fucking... He can count. He knows colors. He had a conversation with me on the phone yesterday for the first time. It's shit's that's get, cool. Shit's getting real over here, dog. He uh, he fucking picked up his mom's phone and pressed my picture. And then when I answered it, you know, I said hello, and it was kind of quiet. And then he goes hello, and I was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, daddy, and I was like, hey, buddy, what are you doing? He goes, play. So you been playing? He goes, yeah. Did you play with such and such? Yeah, did you have a good time? Yeah. I go, all right, man, well, take it easy. He goes, bye. And he hung up, and I was like, oh, man, this shit just got <laughs> He's starting to remember things from, like, previous days. So, I mean, it's, it's you know, 
he's starting to recall a lot of shit and you just see how smart they fucking get and how fast it's crazy little monkeys I don't know anyway well you sent me a couple notes here just some stuff to go over what happened with uh, the school shooter shit in Montmel um okay so yesterday I get a text this pissed me off so bad dog yeah I get a text at like 151 from Raven saying that they're under a lockdown well they've been having drills and even Savannah school has had um a couple kids get arrested for guns and then others for like social media threats and shit like that so the school this school Marmel has been um practicing fucking what to do in case of a school shooting especially on the hinges of the one in Florida yeah all right so 2 weeks ago some kid got fucking expelled for making fun of the Florida shooting on social media so i'm asking questions to Raven of course when she first sends me this text and it starts coming back in I ask her why. She says, I don't know. Miss Jones, which is the teacher, her uh, yearbook teacher. I'll get back to that bitch in a minute. Uh, won't say. All she is telling us is it's not a drill. The police are supposedly here. Has the school contacted you yet? Now, the schools send alerts for shit like this. Right. Pulaski County does it. North Little Rock does it. Um, I get so many texts every day from Marmel that like it makes me angry because it's so much but, uh, okay so she asked me if if uh, I've been contacted by the school so I say no she says okay well I will keep you posted so I wait five minutes and then I text her well what's happening now she says we're all sitting in the floor and no one will say anything I have no idea what's going on this isn't confirmed but someone brought a gun that's what Miss Jones said there's cops and supposedly an ambulance and I says, or I say, do uh, does your class have special locks on the door? Because some of these schools are starting to get fitted with the, you know, the boot, the yes. <laughs> she says, not that I know of, but there's speculation on who it is. There was a kid who got expelled a month ago because he made a presentation making fun of the Florida shootings. They think it's him, but nothing concrete. The middle school is on lockdown as well, according to Miss Jones. Now she is saying it's a group of kids with guns and masks. They don't go here. So I said, where are they now? She says, I don't know. No one knows where they are exactly. They were seen coming in after fifth period began coming in from the student parking lot. So I said, I waited uh, 10 minutes. During this 10 minutes, I'm talking to mom because mom calls me. And, you know, she works pretty much next door to the school. So she's like, what's going on? And uh, I'm like, I don't know yet. I'm texting Raven back and forth. She won't, she can't talk. So then she gets some information from a a friend that has a a kid that goes to that school. And this girl on Facebook, which I saved this post, um, she explains the story about how she goes to the school to check her kid out. And while she's waiting for her kid to come, the administrators in the office come out and go, man, we need you to come in here with this other parent real quick. We need you to come in this room. And she's like, why? And right about that time, her daughter comes around the corner to the office and they're together. Well, they're right by the front door of the, the school. Now, mind you, these kids are coming in from the side of the building. 
Now, there's it's really close to the front of the where this parking lot is. It's close to the front of the building. Um, they shove the mother and her daughter outside and lock her out and say, "Run." <laughs> that's all. That's all the information they got. So of course they freak the fuck out and they run to their fucking car. Right. Um, when they get when they get home, that girl is already getting you know uh, Facebook messages and shit from inside the school telling her what's going on. So she put it on Facebook. Hey, this is what's happening at the school. Now, back to the conversation with Raven and I. Um, I asked her if she's there. She says yes. I was trying to figure out what Miss Jones was doing. Sorry. She keeps running back and forth across the room getting things for students. I say, like what? She says, um, oh, man, the cops just barged into a classroom. And then she answers the question. Water, Chromebooks, phone chargers, stupid things. Then she shows me a uh, uh, link to uh, KATV, who says that there was a gun found at this time. There was a gun found in the parking lot, and the police are investigating. Wow. I'm at the scene at this point, and the fucking everything's blocked off. The sheriff's department's there in force, but they're at the school. There's a couple of sheriffs outside, deputies, and uh, Maumel police. There's only two or three Maumel police, and only two or three sheriffs where I'm standing. I'm at the middle school where they have everything blocked off, so I'm at the line. Now, the middle school's supposed to be on lockdown. I'm in the parking lot of the fucking middle school. They're sitting there on the loudspeakers. When you hear even in the damn uh, parking lot, the middle school is under lockdown. Teachers, please stay with your students. Lock the doors, and uh, we'll be in touch with you soon. Okay. Then I was there for two and a half hours. There were parents showing up, going in and out of that school. There was a PE class going on outside the school. Nothing stopped there. At this point... Let's see. She uh, she says, this is what my teacher just sent to us. So now the teacher is sending her students in the classroom links to what's going on as if they don't really fucking know what's going on. Um, and, it, and the news article actually has less information than than what is really happening. So she, so she says, this is what my teacher just sent us. Has the school sent you anything yet? I say no. She says, I don't know why the school isn't alerting parents. No one's parents know unless their kids are telling them. They have caught three. Okay, let's see. Four minutes later, she says, they caught three of the four with guns. I wait a little bit, and I ask for an update. I wait about ten minutes. She says, there's nothing new. They still haven't found the fourth person, and they say there were shots fired at the other end of the building downstairs by the gym. I didn't hear anything, but I don't think I would because of how far it is. I wait a few more minutes. About 10 more minutes, and I text her again. She says, they still have... Now, mind you, I'm, I'm talking to people in between all this. Right. So I said, uh, they still haven't found uh, the fourth one. They supposedly posted it on Instagram. Posted what? Can you talk? Uh, them and, the, and guns in the student parking lot before all of this and how they know who they are looking for. And uh, she says, no, not on the phone. And I said, fuck that. Who says? Because at this point, I'm seeing other parents talking to their kids. I totally understand protocol. Like, you should not be on the motherfucking phone because you're making noise and the people can hear you. I get that. But the majority of the parents, I'm fucking standing around. They're talking to their kids. So, which is sloppy. But if they're going to do it, I need to do it. So, I'm like, uh, 
So I said, fuck that. Who says there are parents out here talking to their kids from the inside right now? So she says, Miss Jones. And I said, and no one in your room is talking on their phone. I don't necessarily recommend it, but it's happening nonetheless. She says, no one is talking on their phone. So I said, now I'm hearing one arrest and no weapons found. At this point, there's parents going around this police officer, this Maumel police officer, and they're saying, what is going on? There's one guy. This is the story. There's one guy. and He's in the parking lot. He threatened another student. We don't know if he is a student at this school. And he went inside and they locked the school down. Well, what kind of fight? It was a verbal altercation and the guy was getting a little physical with him. So that's all we know right now. Well, then all the alpha male dads show up and they, they get in a group yeah, and they yeah. approach the same officer. And they're like standing nose to nose. This our boys in there. You need to tell us what's going on. Blah, blah, blah. And so the guy's like, he tells him the same damn story. So I go up to him. I wait about 10 more minutes. I walk up to him and I say, hey, man, now I've had it. I've dealt with this cop before because when my car got broke in here, he filed the report right. um, on two separate occasions. So he was like, hey, how you doing? I'm like, uh-huh. now you tell me the Reader's Digest version of all the shit you've been telling people since we got here. I don't want, you know, the long version. I want you to just tell me what's happening right now. And he goes, man, to be honest with you. All right. So there's there, we know it's one guy. He's been arrested. He may know some folks on the inside. So we're interviewing him right now in another room. I don't know if he's got a handgun or a dime bag of weed, to be honest. I don't know. So that's all I can really tell you. Okay. All right. So then these black women go to a female uh, mom male officer. And the story she tells them is, all we know is there's three or four guys and they're going, or they went in through the side. Um, we think one of them had a gun, and we've got one, and we're looking for three. Now, this is after Ravens done told me that they caught three of the four, but the Maumel cop is saying something different. Still no alert. So one of the fucking mothers goes up to one of these cops and says, Hey, why hasn't the school notified me? We're well, going to have to take that up with the school district, man. We, 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 we don't know anything about alerts. They went and asked the sheriff the same fucking question. The sheriff goes, I'll tell you why, because Mom L told the uh, high school not to send out the alerts. Mm. They got pissed. I got pissed. Everybody got fucking pissed. Um, what the fuck? What the fuck? Five minutes later, dude, everybody's phone. And where I'm at, there's like 50 people, but the sea of cars goes all the way to the boulevard. Yeah. And according to mom, who was on the boulevard, stretches all the way to Walgreens. And if you're going in by um, like where Centos is and shit, that shit's backed up all the way to the school, too. So there's cars everywhere. People are standing. It looks like a fucking apocalypse, man. Yeah. But everybody's phone starts fucking ringing. And it's a fucking alert from the school. We're now two plus hours into this shit happening. Yeah. Then one of the sheriffs comes up and says, here's the deal, guys. They've got all the characters. Everybody's been apprehended. And um, we're just waiting to lift the lockdown now. So it's going to take a few minutes. We've removed the threat. They're not there anymore. But we, now we've got to make sure that the rest of the building is secure and that all the kids are accounted for. And when we do, then you guys can come pick your kids up. So... <clears throat> um, then uh, mm. the chief fucking police goes and gives a goddamn statement because the news crew's there by then. And the first question asked was by the cameraman 
Nobody else. Now, of course, everybody had questions, but the first one answered, and the, the loudest question came from the cameraman from KATV. Nigga said, hey, when did y'all get the first report that this was going on? Because I'm hearing from parents that uh, they're just now getting alerts that there was even a lockdown, and you guys are about to lift it. And so he goes, well, we initially got the report at 1230. Nigga, my, my daughter didn't contact me to, until 151. So they knew about this at 1230. They, had, they were there by 1245. The fucking police department is down the street. It's like fucking like 800 yards from the goddamn building. Yeah. You know, so they're there like 10, 15 minutes later, already in the goddamn school. And ain't nobody been notified that it's going on. Now, I know. Now, and then, of course, hold on, I get I get to Taekwondo. And when we get done with Taekwondo that it, last night, it was about, uh, I'd say it was a little bit after 6. I picked Raven up at like 10 till 4. And I get an alert saying, this is just... Uh, a reminder that the lockdown at Maumelle High School has been lifted. You can now come pick your kids up from school. There ain't nobody at the goddamn school. Yeah. Oh, dude, I was so pissed. So, Monday, Papa Wright is making a phone call to the school board, and he's driving his black ass down to the high school to ask why in the fuck any of that happened. And if they can't answer me, I guess I'll be sitting in the police department by the evening. Because, uh, that's some bullshit. Yeah, that is some bullshit. It sucks because they they probably we we live in this world now where people start making assumptions and conclusions, and they could have just nipped that one right in the bud. They could have sent. Here's my thing: listen, a police officer doesn't have to tell you shit. Yeah. So here's the thing: when they ask you, this is an active police scene. I'm not telling you shit right now. I or I don't know is an acceptable answer. But to tell different groups in front of the same groups different stories yeah and then you find all that shit out you know because some people were like well and even the chief said well you know it was an active investigation and we didn't want to we didn't want to um create a mass hysteria or anything like that so tell me what the fuck is going on then so i get it i get it motherfucker but here's the thing (laughs) none of us know what's going on but for our kids in the damn school and you know that so um that doesn't make sense and i understand it's you know you what well these kids use social media they might be looking but guess what this is a population of 400 students and they're all sitting on their goddamn cell phones right now you don't think that the kids who probably know the kids that they're in there fucking terrorizing they don't know how to access their social media accounts like dude get over yourself and, yeah. and on top of that we live in that age we've been in that age for over a decade now so you can't sit there and be like we got to keep everything quiet it's out there, nigga, no matter how much you try to keep it quiet. So you just need to te- either tell them what the fucking truth is or you tell them I'm not telling you shit right now. Because that is a hell of a lot better than watching a hundred damn parents walk around telling each other different damn stories. Getting all fucking psyched up. Somebody hit uh-huh. somebody. Then, then the guns come out. <laughs> so while all that chaos was going well, look, on. look, I'm looking at the shit was- right here. I didn't hear anything about this, and it, it's, it's only on two or three news sources on the the thing and there's a couple conflicting reports it just says basically three kids were arrested like a couple 17 year olds and 18 year old for fighting in a parking lot it doesn't even say they found a gun on them it says there was a gun at the dude's house 
And it was a BB gun. <laughs> nah, nah. See, one so, of them was apprehended at home. The 18-year-old, I believe, was apprehended at home. And there were two 17-year-olds. And I believe in the uh, video that I took, the guy was saying that there was one more guy that they were interested in, but they were talking to him. Yeah. So That's a crazy uh, game of, it's literally telephone, you know what I'm saying? Because that's all, it's what I people, called it, yeah. And then fucking, the kids were absolutely playing it, because they can't see shit. They just know yeah. what's going on. That's crazy. You know? Got and they're saying all hurt. that shit was outside. No, nah, they were replacing doorknobs Monday. They were kicking in all them fucking doors. Yeah. So that's crazy, man. I can't even mm-hmm. imagine the feeling being on any part of that. I mean, it makes for a shitty Friday. No, oh, it was a definite. It was a definite shitty Friday, dude. I had a migraine the whole fucking evening. It was just like, goddamn. I've heard they've been re- trying shooter drills. In some places, I wonder if it was just a shooter drill. Oh, and if I find out that that was a fucking drill, yeah. Oh, dude. Because okay, so here's the deal. Well, they didn't. Uh, pa- I mean, they got a C. You know, uh, they kicked in some doors and nobody got hurt, luckily. But I'm saying, like, you throwing people out the office and telling them to run. And right. And that person has social media. And like, I don't know. They just threw me outside and told me to run. What happened? There was these three guys, and there was like all these guns and shit. It's just it, man. Somebody, yep. somebody could have gotten really fucking hurt. Yeah. <sighs> I don't understand it, man. I'm over the guns. I really am. So, well, I think it's bullshit. And what I said was, whoever they bring out of that building needs to come out in toe tags. Period. The end of the day. Because that's the problem, man. Like, <clears throat> because that shit was going on in school... Uh, and mind you, these kids were white. But because this shit was going on in the school, they didn't want to do shit. But we're talking about a seventeen. And, we're talking about two seventeen-year-olds and an eighteen-year-old. If you caught them doing anything that same shit to people outside of that setting, you would have shot them in the fucking face. Don't play with me. So you sitting here, you know, trying to corral these motherfuckers. Two of which uh, you can't even substantiate whether they go to the school or not. So shoot them. They're fucking grown. Shoot them in the fucking face or in the chest to shoot them. It's just bullshit. I was telling that to somebody last night. They were like, you think that about all? Yes, all of them. What about Jonesboro? Them two little motherfuckers, too. Them two little motherfuckers, too. They're standing outside sniping motherfuckers. Not even really sniping. They're standing there just shooting fucking people as they walk out the damn door. Right. Shoot them. Shoot them. Shoot them in the now, head. Now you got to figure out how to treat them nice as they reintegrate into society and shit. Like, no, you could have shot them motherfuckers 20 years ago, and we've been done with that. I think one of them. Didn't one of them just get out of prison recently? Did well, you say recently. It's been a while. But somebody Because got... they turned... Do what? Didn't they get out of prison, though? Oh, yeah, they're out of prison. They've been out of prison. They're like... My, well, they're a little bit younger than me. They're a little bit older than you. Holy shit. Wait. They're falling that range. How many people did they kill? I want to say like five. I forgot all about this. It could be more. The Jones- yeah, one of them was a teacher. Jonesboro Massacre. Yeah? Yep. Yep. Two little kids Jonesboro and one of their Massacre. fucking grandpas or some shit. Grandpa supplied the ammo, took them to the goddamn school in a van. They sat outside and fucking shot people as they were coming outside. No shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, the deadliest massacre at the American Middle School. Fatally shot four students and a teacher with multiple weapons. Damn. Damn. 
I can't believe I remembered the numbers. <laughs> Beth, okay, both Golan and Johnson were charged with the five murders and ten injuries that were caused by the shooting and were imprisoned until each turned 21 years of age. Mm-hmm. Yep. Both individuals. Sure no, you hold the fuck on. Both individuals have had gun-related legal altercations since release. That's what I'm saying, dude. Just fucking shoot them. <laughs> Just fucking shoot them. That's fucking crazy. You want to talk about, well, they got families and shit. Well, they don't love them enough. Or they wouldn't have drove them to the goddamn scene of the crime in the fucking van. Like, shoot him, too. Shoot them all. Due to their age, they were tried as juveniles and were found guilty of five counts of murder following their conviction. Five counts of murder. Follow- but we, we lived we lived after that to watch Columbine, Virginia Tech, all the bullshit in between. Look, Amish school got shot up, but you won't shoot people. Like, you know, you have to kill those fucking people. They don't have to be tried. They just shot somebody. Here's a fun fact. They would have served only until 18 had federal authorities not added additional confinement for weapons Absolutely, charges. yes. <laughs> yes. And there was even a big push. They took that shit to the damn Supreme Court when they turned 18. Supreme Court said, nigga, now we meant that shit. We don't want y'all outside. But y'all let them outside at 21. Johnson was released. On Talking about 20, we just want to live normal lives. 20 and then they had celebrity status for a little bit too, man. They had celebrities fucking tooting their horns, kind of like how uh, Eddie Vedder did with the fucking the Memphis Three. Yeah. You know? Here we go. Johnson was released on his 21st birthday, August 2005, having spent seven years in prison. So he went in when he was a 14, huh? Yeah, uh, no. What? 14 plus no. 7 is 21, yeah? He wasn't that old. Look at the ages of the kids when they did the shooting. That's what I'm saying. He may have been. He was 14 but when yeah. he got, spent, he spent seven years in prison. So he was at least 14 when he went to prison. So maybe 13? Not necessarily because you got to count the trial time too. Okay. And uh, let's see, Golden. I don't know how long that was. I'm looking at The other guy too. was 2007. Also on his 21st birthday, he spent nine years in prison. Damn. So he was like nine or 12 when he fucking did this shit. So a 12 year old? Or an 11 and 13 year old. Holy shit. I forgot all about yes. this. <laughs> Golden's precise whereabouts were unknown until he applied for a concealed weapon permit in 2008. Under a new name that he uses, Drew Douglas Grant. They denied it. He lied on his application. <sighs> That's crazy. Nigga gets to keep. Well, they done documentaries on him too, man. 2007. And they're not stable. Okay. So in 2007, Johnson was arrested by the ATF after a traffic stop in Fayetteville. Uh, misdemeanor charges, carrying a weapon, a loaded 9mm, and possession of 21.2 grams. That's possession. Woo! Through the van that Johnson was riding. So he was Grams eating. of what? Cocaine? No, just pot. Just pot. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, here we go. He was in a van, and he wasn't driving. The other dude uh, was Justin Trammell. Fun fact, Justin Trammell was incarcerated after pleading guilty to uh, first-degree murder of his father in 1999 by way of crossbow. Uh Uh-huh. 
He was 15 when he murdered his father with a crossbow. I'm just saying, man. Shoot them. The day you, like, the day you catch them, shoot them. So the, so the Johnson kid is actually looks like been in prison for a while, though. He got in a lot more trouble after. Yeah. Grand theft, 12 years. Damn. 12 years. Sentence six more years for theft by receiving identity fraud. For using a stolen car to purchase a meal from the local Burger King. Okay, so this might be some OJ shit where uh, the kind of deck was stacked. It is. That dude. Yeah, they were like, no, but no. But they're fucking institutionalized, man. That's mm. the problem. Like, I don't like the game. Like, that's that's what they're doing. Like, every time they get out, they make sure they keep an eye on them. And the second they do something stupid, they go back to fucking, you know. But if you would just shoot them. You know, caught one of them with guns again. You could have shot them on a... Saying and said, "Motherfucker, drawing." Y'all didn't have chest cams back then. You shot a motherfucker in the face. In February 2016, ABC News reported online that Johnson was, Johnson was released. 2015, it was pointed out that Johnson and Golden were the only two living school shooters who were not incarcerated. Damn. Yeah. That makes me sad, but it also kind of blows my mind at the same time. Like that happened. Yeah, and I forgot all about it. Little little boys murdered some folks. Mm-hmm. Been to prison a few yep. times, and right now they could be just sitting in a fucking chair somewhere. Yeah, those and a lot of these school shooters die. Yeah, so you don't even fucking really get to hear their side of the story if there ever was one. So, yeah, these two niggas though are living, breathing, walking the fuck around, and capped five, five people, one of which was a goddamn teacher. Um. I don't even know what to say, man. That's fucking nuts. Man. And there was no, like, these kids weren't getting fucked with or bullied or anything. So when I emphasize that it was a teacher, I'm not sitting there going, well, the kids were less than the teacher. What I'm saying is they were taking aim. They were shooting the first thing that they knew they could kill as they were coming out the door. So... Hmm. You know that that that's a bit much, and they get to go they get to go do everything but vote on a gun legally. Makes me wonder how many other times. That's fine. Uh, let's see. And fun fact: there's actually probably more school shootings that you would have no question as to whether or not they were valid or not that are underreported than you have all these mainstream shootings that right. you see on like you know your big three new uh, news media outlets. <clears throat> they're all over right now, man. Yeah. Like, it, when people look at that, they're like, oh, man, it's an epidemic. There's like nine of them last year. I mean, there's fucking more than that. But the ones that are legitimate, they, they're not they're not sexy enough, so they don't post them on fucking, you know, on media like that. They just don't. Yeah. They just have maybe a little candlelight vigil after it's all said and done. They're like three mm-hmm. people murdered. That's it. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, there was a school shooting at Savannah School at the beginning of the school. Well, not the be- well, right when football season started. Because one of their first football games was uh, some kid fucking, well, I guess it was a group of kids, started shooting at each other in the fucking parking lot at North Little Rock. And uh, none of the people that were shooting at each other got hit. But one of the motherfuckers in the parking lot got popped by a ricochet and had to be rushed to damn Children's Hospital. 
And they have reported it in the news, but not enough because it's not sexy enough. I don't know the answer, dude. I don't. I got on my Twitter once or twice. I'm a little soapbox, and I think my my first thought is obviously to tighten up the reg- some of the regulation process and the applications, and that's that's step one. I think there's a that's lot really of, not the that's not, not a lot of fucking you need to stop guns, fucking with man. gun owners and and gun ownership. You're net because people are going to get guns. Yeah. That's the problem. Like people keep talking about this shit over and over. Like well, we need to have more regulation. We need to have more this and background checks and all this bullshit. No, you don't. Because if I want a gun and and I'm a tax-paying, law-abiding motherfucking citizen, I've never wanted to go procure an illegal gun, but if I wanted one, I know people my goddamn self. I just go pick up a goddamn gun, go do whatever I want with it. Yeah. And it take you a minute to trace what the fuck I just did. So, that's not the issue. The issue is the places that are prime fucking targets. Like, if you're saying that schools are getting shot up at it, there should be no. This is we're in a budget crisis. We can't afford to do this, and we can't afford it. Fucking fix the problem. Like if you don't have enough police presence, increase your police presence. If you don't have enough safety measures inside the school, put some in that motherfucker. You know, if you, if you have guns and knives, that seems to be a popular thing at my, my daughter's high school. Fucking put a metal detector in. You know. Seems like they would already. You can't that, lock no? the door and be like, "Lean on me" and shit. The fire marshal really won't let you do it. So you know, and then other people are saying, "Well, get a uh, arm the teachers." Okay, well, ask that bitch in fucking Utah that shot herself in front of her fucking students on accident. We don't need to do that. And if you're going to do that, put the teachers through the police academy. Don't send them to a fucking shooting range to get some training from some nigga that's got PTSD. Send them to the fucking police academy. So they they can understand when to use the goddamn gun, you know. Yeah. Or let listening. the military train them, like <laughs> active military. Not the niggas that came home with headaches and fucking bad dreams, but some real deal niggas to show you when and when not to use that goddamn gun. Yeah. There wasn't even a situation going on at the school in Utah, and that bitch shot herself in the goddamn leg. Why are you fucking around? That's why teachers don't need guns yet. But I'm not totally against it. Yeah, if you need guns in your school to protect yourself, you know, then fucking get some. Make sure the motherfuckers got them, know how to use them. Maybe put like a lockbox under the desk with a 12-gauge shotgun in it. How about all schools that are required to have a liaison officer actually have the liaison officer there all the time? Like, he wasn't there the day the, yesterday when that shit happened. Like, yeah. You gotta have well, there's something. Been, did you hear, I guess, some, some mutterings of uh, with that, that Florida shooting that there was a cop somewhere in the vicinity, I guess, that could have went in but didn't, and now he's catching all kinds of shit about it because they're like... As he should. should have went in there and shot that motherfucker, and he was like, but they were shooting. Right. And it's like, well, you know, it's that's a tough call because it's how to say that to a soldier. That's kind of the job, buddy. I'm sorry. Right. It's, that's what That's what you get paid to do. And if you Not don't, I don't think you pussy. get paid enough to do it. I'll be perfectly right, honest right, with you. Right. And if but there was a way that. to make it better. They told you how much they were paying you. It wasn't a surprise on your first paycheck. Yeah. You knew what was up. <sighs> if you don't like the job, don't come to work. Man. If you come to work, work. It's got to be heavy duty, though, man. Like I said, I've been hit. So I'm saying, like, the reality is it can be a pretty fucking bad, you know? You might get lucky yeah. and get nicked, but you could lose your life, and that's a that's too heavy for some people, I guess. Now you've actually been shot, but I've been drawn on twice. Let me tell you, if I had a now, maybe not. Now, if I was 
you know, um, smart with it. But I mean, yeah, I would have liked somebody that had. I'd like my bus driver to have a fucking gun the day I had an SK pointed at my nose. Like that would been awesome, you know. But not only for him to have it, but to be willing to press it up against the back of that bastard's head and pull the trigger. That's what people need to be doing. Now, I'm not saying everybody needs to be running the street fucking shooting each other, but fucking shooters aren't scared. If this shit is all real, if every one of these damn incidents is real, you reporting it, you busting the the last motherfucker that did it, is not keeping the next motherfucker from doing it. So, shoot them. (laughs) I can't stress that enough. Shoot them. Consequences and repercussions. Yeah. Don't shoot people in this school or you will die. And I'll just say this. like I wanted to put a post or a caption with my video of the chief talking, but I still haven't cooled down enough from the incident to really um, do it in an articulate manner that won't get me in some shit. Um, I don't know how many cops were in that building, but I did understand the gravity of the situation and saw with my own eyes how many parents showed the fuck up. And I promise you, if one of them parents would have heard a gunshot, well, we didn't hear shit from the outside. Yeah. Or heard the, or seen the cops reacting in any kind of way. It'd have been crazy. All, like a, oh, dude. Not <laughs> only, not only would they have gotten mowed over, right. but the cops and the shooters in the building would have got fucked up. There's too many of us. Yeah. You know well, I'm and plenty like, of you that are probably packing your goddamn self. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. Like, if one like, gunshot, you know, boys that was up there in the sheriff's face, they were probably packing. Yeah. So, um, I'm just saying, yeah, it would have been all hell breaking loose, and they wouldn't have been able to control any of it. So, to that, I say, tell the parents what's going on. Yeah. Because they could be your fucking ally in a situation like that, or. You can get in line with the motherfuckers you say you're trying to catch, and you can all catch an ass whooping. That's fine. You ain't got so many bullets. You can't aim at us all at the same time. But I promise you, if something would have happened, we'd have all been headed that way. They got some other guns. They got some next-level guns nowadays, bro. (laughs) I get it. I get it. A lot of us are going to go down. We're going to go down trying to get to our kids. Goddamn invasion of Normandy or that last scene of The Walking Dead I saw with the Browning machine gun and just a bunch of motherfuckers laying in pieces (laughs) going, oh, damn, we didn't think this through. (laughs) No, that's fine. That's fine. (laughs) That goddamn AK-47 shoots fast, don't it? Look like chocolate switch. Every cheese. one of them we take down, we got one of their guns. So it's all good. You know, you <laughs> might take out five or ten of us, but we got the badass gun now, nigga. We just upgraded. So there's the so, there's your movie idea. It's a school shooter <laughs> moody mo- a moody? It's a moody about <laughs> fucking kids shooting up a school and then this band of parents outside that get, you know, alarmed and worried turn into like this tactical SEAL team and they bust in and fuck right. these kids up. With nothing but their bare hands. Do you think that they would be able to get that on a screen? Just kid like adults beating the shit out of like fifteen year olds with the cops and the perps. AK forty sevens that doing spinning kicks and drop kicking mm-hmm. these kids off of balconies and through glass windows and shit, just fucking them up. No. <laughs> and then at the end of the at the end of the fight, like five or ten of, of the parents show up in the gymnasium on the stage in front of the rest of the parents and they're wearing the gear that they done snatched off of the niggas that they done stole on. <laughs> they got yeah. To- Give a little brave heart speech and they just keep kicking ass. Like, fucking get to it because there's going to be more coming. <laughs> now we got our kids and yes, our army has grown, but 
you know, half of it's children now. So we got to make sure that we're tactical whenever SWAT shows up. Because <laughs> uh, they do have nasty guns. And very good armor. Better than me. Shit. Yeah, your fist ain't going to penetrate that. So My fist will penetrate your mom's rectum. <laughs> we'll be having to take smart board pins and shit. Smart. <laughs> Stab niggas in the face. Smart board pins in your mom's butthole, too? Yes. No, we're going to stick them in her butthole first. Yeah? Smart yes. board pins? Yes. And then stab the cops and the perps in the eyeballs so they get, like, pink eye. The stink eye. <laughs> it's like a punji stick. One of them Vietnam falling trap door sticks. You ever see those Man. things? I saw it on Deadliest Warrior. They would take bamboo sticks and dip them in shit. Then they would dig a pit and then fill the pit with the the sticks with the shit on them. And <laughs> you would fall. And sometimes not even a pit. Sometimes it was like a, let's say a square foot, right? You walking through the jungle, okay, with your combat boot. And all of a sudden you step into a hole. And at the bottom of the hole is like eight to ten little sharpened fucking bamboo sticks with shit on them. And then one goes through your boot and pokes you in the foot. Now you're septic. Septic. <laughs> septic tank. <laughs> you might have to cut your fucking foot off, at least. Motherfucking dookie trap. You're a dookie foot. You're standing there. <laughs> and you're gonna die. That was the word that was the slow way. They could actually chop that off. There were holes that these the Viet Cong, they dug pits. And would fill yes. it up with the shit, and then you would fall through, and you would get one through like your butt cheek, and through your arm yes. and elbow, at the same time, <laughs> and you would be like, "Oh, <laughs> I got the sting from them dookie sticks, man." <laughs> them dookie sticks. Hmm. <sighs> Dude. So let's see. What'd you fucking send me? What are the notes that you have? <laughs> Dickweed. Fucking Trump, man. What'd he do? Oh, uh, about, I need to look got back Trump, at Obama, it. and uh, teacher tells his class not to date African Americans because they're not worth it. Oh, wow. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. I think I saw this dude's picture. Yeah. Somebody said he looked like George the Animal Steel. <laughs> God, he looks like a dick. He literally looks like a penis. What a, what a right. tooth. <laughs> but to that I say, you know, that's that's what you niggas are sending to teach our kids, man. Mm. That's one guy, though. <laughs> it, it, okay, it's one guy. Who said that shit in class? If your boyfriend says bad things to you and treats you wrong, that means he's acting like a nigger. Let's not forget the Arkansas teachers oh. that went in blackface. Yeah, read that article, nigga. Yeah. That's what I'm looking at it right now. So just after lunch on October 6th, a student told a school board investigator that their teacher and students were discussing relationships. Mm-hmm. That's what he said. Quote, if your boyfriend says bad things to you and or treats you wrong, that means he's acting like a nigger. 
Swinyar said to a student. I'm going on break. God damn. <laughs> you all should not be dating all these different African American boys because they're not worth it. God damn. Hey, I got a video here on CNN.com. It says uh, video captured of people chanting fuck the blacks in a dorm. And now two kings <laughs> are under arrest. <laughs> That's precious. I wonder what that sounds like. Hold, please. <laughs> Holy shit. I'm not the only black person on my floor. Are these... Um... Oh, here we go. Yeah, racist chance. Following video contains graphic language. Viewer discretion is advised. Yeah. Oh, okay, Taken from behind the door of a college dorm room. Yeah, I got it here. But we had the black seat in my room. Leave me alone! Set you up! Black seat in my room! Oh, man. So it's in London. Damn. I don't think they like black people, man. Well, they said it. You didn't hear them. (laughs) (laughs) I hate black people. Damn. I mean... (laughs) This kind of vile behavior will not be tolerated. Tolerated. I mean... So here's... Here's the deal. Okay. <laughs> um, it, it happened at a, a university, which is unfortunate because, you know, it's a place where kids are trying to learn to be people. And from what yeah, I hear, it's been, whatever, it's been yeah, quite yeah. a battlefield lately. Uh, so, no, okay. So what my point is, I feel bad for these this young lady or person or whoever was in that room because this was apparently some folks standing around her room their room yeah, yeah saying yeah. her was it was, it was she sure wasn't was in the room, room but she was yeah her room's like right next door so they just said fuck the blacks we hate black people which sucks yes but in 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 those people's defenses i mean come on now um how many times have you been called some shit you didn't like like call some shit you didn't like not fuck black people we hate black people it was what's up coon <laughs> or some shit like that like uh I feel bad that it's happening, but I don't really feel bad for her because it's not like it was, you know, there was just a couple drunk people yelling some shit and it wasn't even that crazy the shit they were yelling. Right. With all due respect. (laughs) My wife is having a meeting, having a talk. This whole thing with the uh, prescription shit, it's gotten pretty nuts, man. It's pretty shitty. What's going on right now? (laughs) Basically, they're building. Oh shit! Oh shit! Gunshots, man! Ring out like a bell. Grab a nine on the hurt. What shit was falling? Uh, Columbine. No, no, I don't think you get to yell that. I may have to cut that out. That might be the part. I'll leave everything else in, but just you going Columbine like that's that's gonna get me fucking flagged. I'm not okay with that. You fucking dildo. 
Don't worry, man. Nobody in Colorado listens to you. <laughs> Actually, I have listeners all over the globe, you cunt. So you can take your, uh, your stupid How many are from Colorado? <laughs> I can tell you if you want me to, you fuck dick. I do want you to. <sighs> I'm going to have to cut this off the show because this is like some half arrogant shit. No, you can fuck yourself. <laughs> nah, nah, nigga, keep it. I'm coming. Keep it so coming. everybody knows. <laughs> I got stats. I got papers. Uh. That's the only, like, the, the coolest thing about this. Like, I showed them to Mandy, too, just to sit here and look. It's fun to be like, oh, shit, I got a motherfucker in uh, Switzerland that listened to my shit. That's pretty cool. At least they downloaded it. It might have been by accident. But it, they played it. Oh, Jesus. Hell, my lord. What are you doing? Are you, are you uh, fucking my mother? Yeah. Uh, clearing your vape. Nice. Clearing my vape. My vape. Yeah. <laughs> Why is it mine? It's yours, you fuck. <laughs> Apparently, I need to put it down. Yeah, I think you need to step off, son. <laughs> You've had too much. <laughs> Man. No, to deal with all the uh, the pharmacy shit, it's you know, their their business is growing, but just this year some shit changed with the insurance companies, and basically CVS Pharmacy is trying to put like the small pharmacies out of business. It's pretty fucked up. Mm-hmm. Pretty fucked up, and right now it's a national incident, and uh, we have state. Walgreens legis- did it back in the day. They'll be fine. Yeah, well, they're trying to do the same thing. You just have to ride out the wave. That's the problem. Right, right. Their intention is to sink a few boats. And unfortunately, my, you know, my wife's business that she manages. Boat. Yes. Is, uh, it's still new enough that it can get sunk if, you know, depending on the weather. So they're working on filing legislation to to fix it, but it's fucking legislation. So how long is it going to take? Yeah. It's pretty fucked up, though. Like, she's a big picture person, so she can actually look at it and say, "Look, we're we're double where we were. This, you know, our fucking clientele has has gone up. So for all intents and purposes, we should be doing fine. But unfortunately, these insurance companies aren't paying us what they should, <laughs> and that's how they're fucking rolling these days. Wow, bitches." They're paying less than what the shit costs, like to to dispense medication. Right. They're they're like, this medicine costs eighty dollars. I bought it for eighty dollars, and they're going, we're gonna give you seventy. And they go, well, yeah, but it costs eighty. And they're like, I don't care. <laughs> what the fuck? So it's fucked up. It's like a plan, because then. You know, they have to turn people away. They're like, this is a $700 medication, and they only want to pay me $600 for it. Fuck. Like, I can't do that. So you turn people away. And then they go to CVS, where they can afford to eat that $100, because they're a million-dollar, billion-dollar corporation. Right. So they'll eat it for a couple years, 
And then there'll be people like, you know, ours that just go under because they can't keep borrowing fucking money unless they fix the, the rules. Right. And I can't see anybody that listens to my show in Colorado. So if you listen to the show in Colorado, uh, give me give me a shout of some sort so I can shove it up your ass. How about that? How do you like me now? <laughs> so, uh... You bitch bastard. <laughs> how many in Colorado? None, you cunt. <laughs> None that I can see. Like, I can see the top cities... So it was less. Okay, so here's the deal. It shows me the top 50 people, and the least amount was nine in Poland. So my number 50 mm. is Polksa, Poland, and then nine people. So that means somebody <laughs> from Colorado. Oh, no, that was Columbia, not Colorado. Anyway, somebody, somebody from Colorado could have listened to it once, or up to eight people could have listened. And it wouldn't or maybe it's people list. from Colorado that are traveling and one of their destinations is Poland. Whatever. And they just happen to be sitting in a Polish, you know, bistro and they're getting their free Wi Fi and they said, Oh, oh that looks interesting. Maybe maybe it's like one five podcast available over there or some shit. <laughs> you can go fuck your own face. Name, hey, name another place. Just right off the top. Name another place. Uh, uh, Any place. for Kentucky. Uh, <laughs> God damn it. You named another place. Frankfurt? Whatever, dude. Yeah, you, you just give me Kentucky. Just give me anything Kentucky. I think I've got Kentucky. I've got Louisville, Kentucky, for sure. Yeah, I've got Louisville. I got looks like twelve in Louisville. So what? Look at you go, Louisville, Kentucky. What's up? Yeah, I got oh, a few you, of my folks. A few of my folks <laughs> out in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, my internet friends, shout out. There's a. Do you know Girl Scout cookies are made in Louisville, Kentucky? I just found that out today. Yeah, I did know that. I was sitting there eating some, and I felt kind of fat, and I turned the box sideways, and I was like. Cool. <laughs> I found out that a serving of Girl Scout cookies is four cookies. You believe that shit? Yeah. The thin, yeah. Them thin mints. <laughs> Not two boxes. I'm guilty. <laughs> I fucking love tag alongs, bro. Those are my favorite. <laughs> Jesus, titty fucking Christ. I'll eat a whole you try box. to tell people it was just a sleeve. I just ate one sleeve. There's still another sleeve in the box. You know what I mean? Keep them in the freezer. (laughs) Hey, so check this out. I'm going to fucking, I'll give you the top 10 countries that I'm popular in. Are you ready? (laughs) Yeah, I am. Are you sure? Top 10 countries. We're talking, I'm not going to tell you how many listens it is because that's that's rude. Is, Is the U.S. one of them? It's the top one. Oh, don't give me that one. Give me the next three. I'm going to give you 10. (laughs) <laughs> in order yeah number two Brazil Brazil yes <laughs> okay number three France <laughs> they're learning to speak English nigga now this doesn't necessarily mean somebody's listening to it in Brazil it means somebody downloaded it in Brazil or played one or the other <laughs> so so in Brazil Brazil oh, go ahead 
France, Japan. They think Americans are stupid, so I can get, I get it. In Japan, Japan. They want to see the Japanese be doing stupid shit too. Okay, go ahead. Indonesia. <laughs> okay. Germany. What the fuck? Germany. Yeah, it's probably an American. Canada. Mm, okay. The Russian Federation. What the fuck that means? <laughs> the Russian Federation. That's what it says. <laughs> The United Kingdom. Did Nikolai Volkov wrestle for them? The United Kingdom, India, and Ireland. That's my top ten. Not counting the United States, which is another. How many obviously. listeners do you have in India? Uh, I've been played 67 times in India. <laughs> oh, Lord. You can go fuck your face. <laughs> It is India. Kind of, yeah. I'm trying to picture like the type of Indian that would listen to you. I got 19 in Vietnam, bitch. <laughs> but see, those could be American too. And then once in India, could be English speaking motherfucker. But my point is. Hey. <laughs> I got seven plays in Kenya. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I got seven plays in Kazakhstan. Very nice. Kazakhstan, they're nice. Yeah, nice. <laughs> <laughs> you got niggas in Kazakhstan. I was going to say Kazakhstan when we first started talking about this shit. But uh, so I was going to tell you Kazakhstan felt stupid Because you'd have been like, what about Kazakhstan? And I'd have been like, bitch, I got Nigga, seven. I got <laughs> you can eat a bag of dick. How about that? You're probably outlawed in Russia. Like the country, not the federation, whatever the fuck that is, and not in Kazakhstan. But like Vladimir probably don't let you be heard over there. You don't think so? I'm all across nah. the country, baby. I'm international. So you, you got any motherfuckers in Crimea? Crimea? Is yeah. that a country or a city? That's a country. Depends anymore. I, mean, it's, I got the Ukraine. Be- Does that count? Mm, what is Crimea as a country? We about both Do learn some shit right now. <laughs> yeah, I think Crimea is a country, but at one point it was a city state because it was fucking part of Russia. And it might be again because fucking that's what Vladimir was invading like what seven years ago or some shit. Yeah, trying to get it back. But there was that other one. Or was or was that the place? Yeah. That was it. It was Crimea, and then they had a conflict in Georgia around that same time. It's off the coast of the Ukraine. So, yeah. The Crimean Peninsula. Yeah. So, I could. I got 26 from the Ukraine, bitch. Boom, nigga. You got niggas in Crimea listening to you. They probably have a Ukraine address. You know how it is. (laughs) This could all be bullshit just to boost the motherfucker's self-esteem. They they punch fucking numbers on here and you eat it up like biscuits. You was like, oh yeah, look, I got, I got fifty three plays in Thailand. I don't even speak fucking Thailand. Ah, they're playing over the fucking over the ceiling speakers in fucking Bangkok brothels. Oh, and dudes are getting jerked off while they listen to my fucking podcast. Yes, yes, getting loved long time and shit. I like that. I like that a lot. <laughs> so this goes out to all you people. Right now, when you're laying on your back, getting your dick jacked off. 
I don't speak. <laughs> I don't speak Thai, but I'm here to say I appreciate you listening, and try not to get anything on your face. <laughs> this is Nat King Cole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What did he say? Something, something. King Cole records, bitch. <laughs> I drink only the finest Don P because I'm smooth like that. Come back Come next year. Put some eggnog in your face. Come back next year when I put some eggnog in your face. <laughs> <laughs> David Chappelle. Did you finally listen to all the stand up specials? You all caught up? Yep. Yeah, I'm not only all caught up, I've probably seen some you haven't seen. Oh, like sent some of the ones on the interwebs? Yeah, because when I got done watching them, I was like, I'm going to go see if there's any other ones. And there's one at the Laugh Factory he did. Yes. Like a couple years ago. Shit is hilarious because it's like a three-hour set. It's just, and it's late night, so he's like trying out material, you know? It's like fucking two in the morning. There's maybe like 20 people in the room with him. And uh, the crowd kind of changes throughout, you know, the hours or whatever. Yeah. And... He's just bullshitting on the stage, man. Three hours, man. It was like it was. It was good. It was just as good, and it kind of has a feel of those comedy specials, you know, like the the topics he's talking about, some of the 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 humor he's trying to uh, employ and shit in the, in the in the routine. It was good. So I wonder if they were before or after the special, like this. Are they now? This wasn't a professional deal. This was I know, somebody sitting I'm, in the audience that had recorded it. But you know, I wish it was on video. Though. They travel for a year or two, maybe. Oh yeah, and they try their material out. Mm-hmm. So what I don't like about that though is you run into, and I don't think Chappelle will ever be this way. You run into Chris Rock type com- uh, comedians, and there's several of them. Like where the jokes are funny, and instead of you refining them and making them excellent to where they'll stick for fucking ever, you put out five comedy specials in a fucking year, telling the same goddamn jokes. You're just wearing a different jacket. Yeah, people don't do yeah. that a lot anymore, though. I think the it's necessary to keep moving forward now. Yeah, like you can't. You got to keep up with the pack, you know. It's like Chris Rock has a special now uh, on Netflix, and I'm like, I'm not even going to watch it. I don't think he's funny. Um, but, but I don't know if I sent this to you, but I was going to. Mr. So, do you listen to Kev on stage? Is that a name, Kevon? It's his stage name. Um, his name's Kevin, but it's Kev O N stage. Kev on stage. Yeah, it's a black comedian. He's a, you need to watch. Um, like Russell Simmons has this new deal. Um, it's like all deaf comedy or some shit like that. Yeah, and it's like five or six black comedians. They're hilarious as fuck. Um, they do the bad dad jokes. They do um, this show called Bad News, where they're sitting across from a damn table and they have to call each other and give each other bad news it's fucking hilarious <laughs> i strongly recommend you looking it up nice but kev on stage is uh, is one of these dudes and he's got this, you can follow him on twitter um but he puts out these little videos and uh um i'm trying to think of this dude's name um i'll come back to it but anyways he's talking about obama in one of his pieces and it's like a picture of Obama with uh, braids, and they're all like put up in a bun. And he's wearing <laughs> a fucking a jersey, but it looks like something that like someone from 
from Kenya, like that's trying out for the Olympics would wear. Okay. It's real sporty. But okay, so he's like, so future Barack Obama or alternate universe Barack Obama <laughs> smells like weed all the time and drives an Uber. <laughs> and when you get in the, he said when you get in the Uber, you're all like, Hey, I just need to go over here and then he's all like, Hey man, I got this new mixtape. Would you like to hear it? And even though you tell him no, nah, he plays it anyway. He kind of turns it up every once in a while. You hit a new block. He's like, oh, oh, oh what's that? What's that? And you tell, oh, yeah, yeah, that's my jam, man. I did that. I did that. But you really, really don't want to want to hear it. Um, <laughs> it's it's like a two or three minute rant. You need to watch it. You need to go on on his shit because it's it's stuff that we say, <laughs> but it's fucking black comedians, dude. And it's it's so fucking delicious. I'm gonna look it up real quick before you go and tell you what the. Uh, now, if I send you a Facebook link, can you open it? Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay, because I actually have this one saved. Let me pull it up real quick. I'll send that to you, and then I'll look up their, um, let's see, movies, more save. There we go. Hey, can I play, then, can I play you a funny song that I just can't get enough <clears> of? <throat> yeah. Do you know who Wheeler Walker Jr. is? Uh, yes. The uh, fuck you bitch guy. Mm-hmm. Have you heard fuck you bitch? Mm-hmm. Have you heard any of his other songs? I have not. Okay. Well, actually, you have. You heard eating pussy, sucking dick, and kicking ass. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, he has a couple other songs that I really enjoy, and they're about titties. So. This is one from his original album, and you just gotta hear like the first. The the you'll get it. Ready? Good. <clears throat> Drop them out. One, two, three, four. Drop them out. Never see them titties. Gonna take along with those titty go bitties. Everybody's looking nice. Nipples looking real pretty. Come on, let me get her. Did you catch that? <laughs> <laughs> Drop them out. Show me them titties. I want to take a look at the dick old bitties. Ariola's looking nice. Nipples looking so pretty. Let me gander at your boobs. <laughs> no, I totally get it. Drop them out. Let me see them. Right. It's going to take a long look at those big ham hoppers. Just squeeze them together while I play with my cocker. Come on, let me gander at your boobs. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love uh, this song. See them flabbies Make an old man happy. Just lay them on my lap and come on, let me use them on your boobs. Drop them out, let me see them titties. Gonna take a long look at those tig old bitties. Everybody's looking nice, nipples looking real pretty. Come on, let me get her at your boobs. <laughs> okay. So, Alright, this is the other one from his newest album. This shit makes me laugh so hard, I love it. Titties when the titties are hard as rocks. <laughs> <laughs> L.A. Silicone 
West Coast women really think they're hot. <laughs> but it's no fun. Titty fucking titties when the titties are hard as rocks. Looking <laughs> <sighs> up in New York City on an uptop bit is like a shame for cooch. But I'm going <laughs> In New York City, I think he said the East Coast biddies like to shake their cooch. <laughs> but I prefer a little fur on my burger if you ask me to tell the truth. If you want me to tell the truth, I like my pussy in boots. Girl knows how to hop the town. Comes along to a wailing town. While she's humming on my cock and balls. I want a girl in a cowboy hat. I love this fucking shit. It makes me laugh so hard. The next one, it's like uh, Chicago women they can spit, they can swallow when the girls in Chicago they can spit, they can swallow when they're on their knees, but it's hard to stay hard when you're fucking in a car and it's four degrees. (laughs) 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 I love it, man. It's my favorite. So I recommend Wheeler Walker Jr. Go out and get you some. Wow. <sighs> There's a video that goes along with this song, so you should check that out too. Lots of titties. He actually advertised his first album on YouPorn. That's how he got it popular. You know that? He's actually Did not know that. He's actually a comedian in disguise. Did you know that? Well, yeah. I think we talked about that just to, just to make sure we're on the same page. Yeah. That's kind of funny to me. He's just doing his thing. <laughs> Anyway, shit. Well, man, the baby's starting to throw shit. I'm going to go make some chicken nuggets. I got an air fryer. Have I told you about it? Yeah, you told me about it. It's wonderful. If you still eat anything like, you know, french fries and whatnot, it's uh, Mm -hmm. exceptional for making french fries and tater tots and shit. Highly recommend air deep fryer. Nice. (laughs) That's cool, man. <laughs> oh shit. Anyway, I'm gonna get off here, dude. You fucking take it easy. I'll holler at you soon. Alright, man. Alright, bye. That's my conversation with Papa Wright. My brother from another mother. I've known that dude a long fucking time, and I really enjoy talking to him, and hopefully he's not too crazy for any of you bitches. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man. We're gonna wrap it up. Uh, tomorrow's my birthday, so. I'm going to be off all this week. Try to recharge my battery. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm getting older, man. It's starting to sneak up on me. I rolled over a 401k the other day. I'm starting to plan for retirement and shit like that. So It's crazy. Gray hairs are getting longer. Anyway, i got to wrap this up, motherfucker. It's taking too long. So, If you would like to find us... We're on most platforms, iTunes. You can Google search Poe Boys Podcast. I mean, you found this one, so just keep doing what you did. But 
follow us on Twitter at PoBoyPod at JodyB501. We're also featured on the ASN Radio Network. Go check that shit out. And, uh, yeah, man, like, subscribe, tell your friend, tell your mama, tell your friend's mama about the show. I really appreciate you listening, and uh, it means a lot, you know. We're a year in now. We're no longer little little babies. We're little toddlers now. So we're going to start moving along and trying to step the game up a little bit. But anyway, I'm going to get the fuck out of here. Uh, I might be here next week. It might be two weeks. I don't fucking know. Either way, come back. Motherfucker. Thanks, man.